What's up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. Today, I wanted to discuss a little bit about what I've been working on and thinking about relative to aerobic training and specifically programming for distance running. When I say distance running, what I mean right now is primarily 5K. So, uh, real quick background. Um, that I guess is relevant. Um, I ran high school cross country and track. I ran collegiate college. Wow, collegiate college, somewhat redundant, uh, cross country and track and field as well. So um, in high school, cross country was 5K. In college, primarily it was the 8K and a few times 5K and maybe one or two times 10K. So, but for the most part, 8K, which is just shy of five miles. So my high school training was extremely, uh, I had no clue what I was doing. Let's put it that way. Um, whether or not my coaches had everything planned out, uh, I had no idea and I didn't really think that I needed to know. For the most part, uh, what I understood was I need to run every day if I want to get better. That was it. There was no emphasis on pace. There was no emphasis on accumulating a set amount of miles per week. Um, all that was uh, needless variables I wasn't worried about. High school. I made a really big jump in my fitness level between my junior and senior year of high school, primarily because every day, all summer long, as soon as track finished my junior year, I was doing JO, Junior Olympic track that summer. So I was doing some legitimate training and conditioning for the steeplechase. Um, Shout out to Miami Valley Track Club, uh, Coach Vince Peters, Coach Ken Daly. Um, there were a couple other people that, other coaches that I am blanking on the names of right now, so my apologies, but uh, that group showed me a little bit more. Um, hey, you gotta make sure you're getting your long run in, you gotta make sure that you're working in some speed. But for the most part, as soon as I finished that, back to just running every day. And it was usually, how do you feel? Oh, I feel like three miles today. Or how do you feel? I feel like four miles today. Maybe I went as high as five, uh, but usually it was like three to four. And as long as I was doing that every day, I was like, what else do I need to do? This is enough, okay? so. Bit of a learning curve getting to college and and even, okay, so the summer between my uh, senior year and freshman year, senior year of high school, freshman year of college, it's basically the same thing. I really wasn't doing a whole lot of different stuff. Still did Miami Valley Track Club, Junior Olympics, did really well in the, in the steeplechase that summer. Um, and after that was just, just running. Maybe I was running more because at that point I was like, oh, okay, now I have to race five miles 
that's a completely different animal, I'm sure. Bumped up my mileage. I maybe came into my freshman year of college doing 35 to 40 miles a week. May, yeah, for sure. No higher than that, definitely not. Still no legitimate programming, just run every day. And that'll, that's good enough. That's, that's what I thought, that's all I had to do. So get to college. Now I'm hearing guys on the team talking about how your long run, you know, that's gotta be Sunday because we're racing Saturdays and your long run should be no more than 20% of your totally, total weekly mileage. And I'm like, whoa, 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 total weekly mileage. Like, why are we even keeping track of this? We run every day, what's, huh? So all that to say, now we've got some legitimate programming for specific days. And now I'm like starting to get the picture. And um, for the most part, like our coach, Coach Orchard, at Cedarville, he'd send out our, uh, like essentially the weekly schedule. And then the day of, usually in the morning, he would send out the workout that we would be doing that afternoon. So, uh, so that was really nice knowing ahead of time. I liked that. I liked being able to, to mentally prepare for that. Um, a lot of people like, they just wouldn't even pay attention. They're like, I don't wanna know till it's time to go. So, but I liked knowing ahead of time. So. Uh, I, you know, I'd have questions about it and I just assumed, oh, well, all of this is going to be answered in my exercise physiology classes, obviously, or in my coaching classes. Cause I had a coaching minor. Um, I don't remember covering any important programming parameters relative to any type of training, aerobic, anaerobic, strength training, sport performance, you name it. It just wasn't wasn't really part of the curriculum in undergrad. Um, so I just was kind of like, eh, whatever. So, but at the time, I, you know, I'd hear people talk about Jack Daniels running formula and, and how that's really good. Or there's, you know, there's Jeff Galloway. There's all, all these different types of aerobic programming. And I just think it's really interesting how that differs from, let's say, programming for strength and conditioning, where uh, you know, you can do West Side Barbell Method for powerlifting, or you can do undulating periodization. You can do um, plyometric focus. You can do, like, there's just, it's like diets. There's a million different kinds, and they all work as long as you're in a calorie deficit, and you can maintain that, right? So there's a million different ways to get stronger, but at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of progressive overload. There has to be some sort of, um, if you're looking for uh, like squat strength, then you have to program squats in. Like you have to program the pattern in, like the specific adaptations to impose demands principle comes into play. But for the most part, there's, there's some parameters you have to hit. As long as you hit those, you're gonna get stronger. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be, okay? With aerobic conditioning, there I don't think there's as many teams, let's say. It, it seems to be a lot more limited. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Perhaps because 
when it comes to getting stronger, like, yeah, you want to get stronger in the squat, you squat, but, you know, probably doing different types of squats are going to be good. You know, split squats, single leg squats, lateral squats, uh, back squat, high bar, low bar. There's a whole lot more variables. When it comes to getting faster at running, it's like, okay, well, do you run a lot or do you run fast? Do you do shorter rest? You know, like the, the variables, at least on the surface level, seem like there's fewer of them. So I don't know if that's why it kind of tends to get shifted into like, all right, well, you either follow, you know, this quote unquote formula or this plan, or you follow this other plan. And um, yeah, so I finish up college. I feel like I understand running and I understand how to get myself faster if that's what I want to do. I understand how, how to get other people faster. Um, but it's one of those weird things that I know how to do it, but trying to explain it to someone isn't always the easiest thing to do. I can explain very easily how to get somebody stronger. Like, it's very simple. When it comes to getting someone faster for a 5K, I can, I can do that. I take it back. It's not difficult to do. Explaining to someone how to do that. But explaining the rationale behind it is sometimes not always as easy. So all this to say, I'm, I'm trying to take a little deeper dive into uh, theory, philosophy, etc. of aerobic programming and specifically how to get runners faster. So um, I'm going to have my buddy Jason Clinton on really soon because he's, he's working on uh, breaking 20 minutes for a 5k. Um, and for, he was a track sprinter. He was a football athlete. So uh, it's really intriguing for me to see things from his perspective because he's, he was not a distance runner, you know? Um, so he's, he's tracking, you know, his training plan and his progress. And I love that he puts all that out there. Um, he's, he's got this on YouTube. He's got it on Instagram. So, um, so we're going to have him on soon to talk about that. I've got my buddy Luke Scribner, who's been a high school coach and a collegiate coach, and he's worked with, um, you know, some super elite runners at basically all levels. And he's been working on, uh, something that he wants to release pretty soon, uh, about coaching philosophy for for runners, for really for coaches, high school coaches who may not have any background in this, like here's here's how, how we do that. So I don't want to give too much more information about that, but I'm going to have him on pretty soon so that we can get into the weeds on this stuff and really, really talk about it. So um, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to have on in the future uh, someone to discuss running mechanics specifically biomechanics like what is good form and bad form and i'm really excited about that so i've got a bunch of stuff lined up um kind of related to this specific area but i just wanted to share with y'all a little bit of what i've been doing so the past couple weeks uh i've been running almost every day um when i finished up college i was so sick of running i was fed up with it i had really no interest in, in 
Like there were guys on my team who I knew like they were gonna be running every day or almost every day the rest of their lives. And like, I've seen old men, I'd go to races and see old men and women who like, I can just tell like they run every day. Same pace, same distance. Maybe they switch it up every once in a while on the weekend. But for the most part, like, they're just going out and doing it. And I was like, that is not me. I'm not going to be doing that. So I knew there would be points in my life when I would love running and I'd be doing a lot of it. And there would be other points in my life where mm, it's not a priority. So uh, early on in grad school, it was still a priority. Later on in grad school, running was not a priority. Lifting, getting stronger, increasing muscle mass, those were priorities. And those were kind of more of the priority for a long time for me. Although, uh, it was way easier to not practice what I was preaching to my clients. So, you know, I'm human. Um, it, I did gain weight, but, uh, maintaining weight and maintaining body comp is not always, not always easy to do. So that's neither here nor there. Getting back on track. So, uh, basically a year ago, this time, when I started working a little bit with some of these homeschool runners for track, for the steeplechase, um, I was like, man, like coaching is so fun. Uh, I'd like to do that. And then I had the opportunity to work with HSAA, the Homeschool Athletic Association here in Dallas, for their, for their cross-country season. I got to help out with the team. And I was like, I'm not going to do this unless, unless I'm running. Like the coaches that I respected the most when I was in high school and college were the ones who could mix it up with us in the middle of a workout. Maybe not this, you know, 400 repeats, uh, you know, maybe not on a long run, but maybe on an easy day, you know what, they're going to jump in and run with us a little bit. I always appreciated that. So I wanted, you know, these kids to know, like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna mix it up with you. So the times where I could run with them, I did. Um, and we had a 200 mile challenge over the summer for kids. Like we had a start date and a finish date, had to complete it before, um, before our cross country camp, uh, had to get 200 miles. And I was like, I'm, I have 50 days. That's when I heard about it. I had 50 days. It's like if I if I do four miles every day, then I'll get 200 miles, and you know I'm gonna do it. So I did it, and it was absolutely awful at first because I went from running nothing at all to trying to work up to where I was doing four miles every day, and in the first couple weeks, I like getting four miles in one run was not an option. So the first first couple weeks I was doing, you know, one or two in the morning, one or, and you know, two or three at night just to try to hit that four miles. And eventually I got to the point where um, I could run three, four miles straight. And uh, at this point I was going to run on Richardson every Wednesday or as often as I could. Shout out to everybody at Run on Richardson. Uh, social run every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Um, we have a blast. Had a great time last night. Um, it was really, really humid, but everybody shows up. We have a good time. Um, 
So all that to say, I was getting the mileage in and uh, had a great, great cross country season, loved coaching, and I actually ended up in pretty decent shape. So uh, since I kind of have worked my way back to that, like all through track, I've been staying in, in relatively decent shape, getting some running in. Since I've been working more with the sprinters, uh, was doing less mileage, trying to tailor some of my training, uh, similar to what I was having my 200, 400 guys do. And uh, just so they know, like, you're, you're asking me to do this workout. Like, why should I do it? Well, I just did it. Right before practice, I did it. Now I'm 35. And if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I cannot do or that I wouldn't do. So it's really important for me to be able to convey that message to my athletes. And I, I think that uh, <clears throat> that will help instill some faith uh, in me as a competent coach, but also like, hey, I'm not going to ask my athletes to do anything crazy because uh, I'm not going to do something crazy. And I'm willing to do anything that I ask them to do. So, um, so yeah, basically since the beginning of April, here we are at the end of April. Um, I, uh, I've been running just about every day and I've been following for the most part, uh, Jack Daniels running formula. Um, I'm playing with some of the variables a little bit just because I'm not a huge fan of, of a really long run. Um, I have plans to work up to that, but for the most part, um, I've in in college we did recovery days based off heart rate monitor, and for whatever reason, um, I, I I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't know why, but trying to keep my heart rate below 150 beats per minute was almost impossible. Now, my recovery runs I can I can set at an appropriate heart rate and maintain that level. Um, in college, I don't know if I wasn't getting enough sleep or if I wasn't maybe hydrated enough or if the training volume that we were doing was just, uh, I don't know what it was, but for whatever reason, my pace on recovery days was like borderline walking, walk jogging in order to keep it below 150 beats per minute while everybody else on the team was just rolling. And that it really bothered me because I was like, I can, half the guys on this team, I can run faster than, like, for sure. And yet, on recovery day, I'm behind everybody, like, everybody. So, um, because of my experience with that, I was like, I don't want to deal with, like, the, the, the zones, like, zone one, zone two, like, what is all this? Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to doing a legitimate programmed week where I'm running six to seven days a week. My total volume the first week was set like 22, 20 to 22 miles, I think. Second week, 22 to 24. Third week, 24 to 26. Uh, fourth week, you know, 26 to 28. Something like that, somewhere in there. And so that come May, once track's over and and I'm training for cross-country season, I'm hitting at least 30 miles a week. For me right now, that's a lot to commit to, but it's something that I, that I can do. 
So, um, so yeah, I first and foremost decided I'm gonna I'm going to not just run this three to four times a week thing that I've been doing, where it's not necessarily very well planned out, and every time I go out to run, it's just I'm gonna run hard. There, there were no easy days. There was no variation. There was no change. It was, you know, I'm going to run three miles hard today, or I'm going to run one mile easy, two mile tempo, or I'm going to do whatever. Like there was just, it was all just, eh, what do I feel like doing today? It was basically the type of training I was doing in high school, but I wasn't running every day. So I was like, eh, I got to go move that to the side. Let's Let's actually dig in here. Let's try to learn something. Um, so I, you know, basically working off of, of these zones developed by Jack Daniels, um, the, uh, the PhD, not the, not the alcohol, Jack Daniels, just so we're clear. Um, you know, you've got your, your recovery pace, which is, uh, I forgot the per specific percentages, but based off my, uh, my 5k I did right before our, actually right during our, at the beginning of the crazy ice storm here in Dallas in February, um, I did a 5k, uh, 1930, somewhere in there. And I know I can run faster than that. I'm not super proud of that. Um, but I also realize, you know, like a lot of people would like to run that fast. So I like, I'm grateful that my body is, is able to do that. Um, I think there's a whole lot left on the table. I'm going to put it out there because I think it's important to do. I think I can get back to running sub 17 and that's kind of my goal. I would like to get back into the 16s. Um, and I know it's going to take a lot of work, but if I don't put it out there, then it's a whole lot easier to um, to not follow through. So it's kind of an accountability thing for me. So I want y'all asking me, hey, break 17 yet? Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it uh, within the next six months, eight months, year, two years, but uh, I'm definitely working towards it. So m the goal is not to see how fast I can do that. The goal is to see... Uh, how can I do that and then maintain that? So I'm, I'm trying to think long-term. That's why I'm, I'm building up mileage slowly and I'm trying to set my volume of training, weekly mileage, at a level that I, can, that I believe I can maintain. And I think 30 miles, 30 to 35, maybe on the high end, like I'm pretty sure I can do that pretty consistently. So that's, that's what we're gonna try to find out. So. Uh, based off that 1930 5k, my recovery pace right now is between an eight and nine minute mile. For me, that is just like snail pace. It, it's been really difficult for me to do that because I've never truly wanted to run at a recovery pace. Like I just, no, I'll, just, I'll go faster. Re recovery day, pfft. No, no slower than 7.30. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna get after it. And uh, I don't wanna do that anymore. I wanna like legitimately see 
if I follow if I follow these parameters, how much faster will it make me? I'm trying to do a little science here, y'all. So, um, the way that I've been able to to figure out how can I actually maintain this pace because my body, I've just trained my body to want to go faster. It's really difficult for me to to go at that eight to nine minute pace. The way I've been able to figure it out is I keep my mouth shut the whole time and I inhale and I exhale through my nose. And that's been like the easiest way for me to lock in at that eight to nine minute pace just because if I'm only doing that, at least right now, it's been really difficult for me to go any faster than about 745 pace with my mouth closed. So just nose breathing, it keeps me within that eight to nine minute per mile pace and it shows on my heart rate when I'm checking my Garmin. So slowing down actually at that recovery pace. Um, I've always been worried like if I go too slow, it's actually gonna do more damage than, than it provides benefit. So um, I think that was kind of unfounded uh, for the most part. I'm not going that slow. Uh, at this point now I've, I've been able to get into a rhythm. I've had to change my cadence a little bit. I've actually had to speed up my cadence, um, take smaller steps. Um, I, I've never, you know, reading, uh, reading Jack Daniel, Jack Daniel's formula, he talks about, uh, running cadence and, you know, the, from the 800 all the way to marathon, like the best in the world typically average right around 180 steps per minute. Um, and I've just always been like 165 to 170, somewhere in there. So um, that's another thing I'm trying to figure out. Like I've changed my cadence to try to make it closer to that 180 just to see how that feels. See if I notice less, you know, nagging aches and pains because I'm, a, I'm just, uh, the analogy I think he uses is kind of skimming across the top of the water versus like stepping through the water. So um, less, less contact time with the ground means you're absorbing less force. So I think that's the idea. So I'm giving that a try as well. So I'm trying a bunch of different things all at the same time, but um, yeah, I'm excited because Tomorrow or Saturday, I'm going to do a 5K time trial, see if I run faster than 1930, and adjust my numbers. So, um, if y'all are interested, even if you're not interested and you're still listening or watching, here's what's going on. My recovery pace is about eight to nine minutes. Um, my marathon pace, which I plan on never running a marathon, and I've never been shy about that, about about saying that. Um, anyway, my marathon pace is uh, around a 7.11 or so. So basically my marathon pace, I'm calling that maintenance pace for me. Like that's just, it's my maintenance run. I have, you know, two maintenance runs a week. Um, I've got two recovery runs a week. Um, my maintenance pace is about seven, seven eleven. So basically, I'm shooting for between, you know, seven to seven fifteen. I kind of give myself a, a little bit of a range there. Um, my threshold pace 
is right around 6.45, I believe. Um, my interval pace, I'm gonna step off screen here for a second because I've got to check this, sorry about that. My interval pace is uh, around 6.11. Um, so yeah, threshold about 6.45. Interval pace is about 6.11. And then my repetition pace is about 5.45. So working off those numbers, I kind of develop my weekly plan. Um, I run with my buddy Elliot uh, Sunday mornings and we tend to hit around that marathon pace. We tend to go a little bit longer. So that's my quote unquote long run slash maintenance pace. Uh, so that's on Sundays. Mondays, I follow that up with, right now what I'm doing is like, that's just gonna be recovery, three miles. Again, I'm not trying to hit uh, high mileage yet. I know that when I start increasing my mileage, it's primarily gonna come on these easy days. Um, so I'm giving myself room to, to increase volume there. Um, my Tuesday, uh, I do some intervals um, and I'm working off that like six to 6.11 pace for those intervals. Right now I'm doing you know, a warm up and then basically three minutes on, three minutes off. So three minutes at basically six flat pace, three minutes at my recovery eight to nine minute pace. And I do, you know, three to four sets of that. Um, my Wednesday, that's back to maintenance pace. Uh, doing my, my run on social run. Um, love it, love it. And then Thursday, uh, back to another easy run. Friday, uh, I've been going with, um, I was doing a threshold run. And so at this point, I've got to figure out whether I'm going to try to work in both a threshold and a repetition um, or, you know, kind of what I'm going to do there. So I've been playing with that a little bit. I've had to make a few adjustments after the first couple weeks just because um, I wasn't really going completely easy on my easy days. I was actually going for easy two to three and then actually working in a couple uh, 400 meter, uh, repeats. And so then I was like, ah, I, I shouldn't be working in on my easy day, my fastest running as well. So even if the volume is low, cause I was only doing like three to four, uh, repeats, but I was like, okay, is my easy day actually an easy day now? So I'm, I'm trying to switch that up. So then instead of having two easy days with repetitions, now it's just gonna be two easy days and an additional day of repeats. So, but that will probably alternate week to week between a threshold run and, uh, and some repeats. So uh, that's essentially it. My Saturday is gonna be probably some more easy mileage or I'll uh, alternate in. Um, since the kids uh, race on Saturdays, I kind of, as much as possible, I want to work in a workout that is as the, 
replicates some racing a little bit. So either some threshold or, uh, or interval type, type of speed. So nothing set yet on, uh, on, on the weekly schedule, but that's kind of what I have planned right now. Um, so yeah, would love to hear some of y'all's feedback about that. Um, what are some things programming wise that you've done that have worked really well for you? What are some things that you've done that haven't worked well? Um, would love to learn from your successes, but I'm also all about learning from people's mistakes. So yeah, anyway, this went way longer than I thought it would, but um, yeah, I'm all right about it if you are. So please let me know what you guys think about that. Um, if you have any suggestions or if, you, if you're like, hey man, <laughs> I tried that, here's what happened, worked out really well, definitely roll with that or mm, didn't work out well. Here's why you should change it. Um, and uh, you know, this is not, this is not set in stone. I'm probably going to make some changes, but I knew I had to get something on paper before I would be doing something, you know, daily or, or, you know, six days a week. Um, uh, eventually I'll probably shift to where I'm doing something every day. Um, but just, you know, actually having easy days where it's easy and where it doesn't feel like it's a chore to get out and, oh, I've got to maintain my streak. I've got to do something every day. If I need a day off, I'm going to take a day off. Um, but I know this is, this is right now a solid plan to get me, uh, more fit, more aerobically conditioned. And, uh, yeah, I've also been making sure that I'm not, uh, missing out on strength training. And this increase in, in running volume, I need to pair with a more resilient body. Um, so I've shifted my focus for sure to more aerobic training, but I'm still lifting three times a week. I'm lifting Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm actually doing my lifting on either easy days or on maintenance pace days. I'm trying to steer clear of weights on my harder days. Just uh, just for now anyway, just so that I can acclimate my body as much as possible to, to the totality of the training. Um, but my, my focus on Mondays is deadlifting and upper body push, um, horizontal push. So basically I deadlift and I bench press or Marcy chest press or push up or um, dumbbell press something like that. That's my Monday, my Wednesday, um, back squat and horizontal pull. Um, so some sort of row variation, dumbbell row, Marcy pull, things like that. And then Fridays, um, I've been doing more like single leg, like either a split squat or, uh, and that's not necessarily single leg, but um, a little more single leg type training, lateral squat, single leg squat, single leg hip hinge type stuff, single leg glute bridge, just so that I'm, I'm not just working these bilateral movements and then I work uh, some overhead pressing, some single arm overhead pressing, kettlebell bottoms up presses are kind of my favorite right now. Um, and, uh, and some pull, pull up variations or modify pulls. So I'm still trying to work work in you know, some consistent lifting. 
um, and just slowly, slowly progress my numbers up on that or my volume up on that. Um, just so my, you know, my bones are staying resilient, my joints are staying healthy and, uh, and able to take on this increased running load and running volume. So if y'all have any suggestions there, very interested to hear that as well. So yeah, in addition to that, eating a lot, making sure I'm getting my protein, all the stuff that I'm doing now, I wish I knew the same stuff when I was in high school and college. I just... It's one of those things, man. It's so easy to be like, wish I, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, I feel like Uncle Rico from uh, from Napoleon Dynamite, you know. Man, if Coach had just put me in, we would've won state. That sort of thing. Like, if I knew then what I know now, I feel like, man, I would've been so, uh, so much faster, so much better. But I uh, can't go back in time, so I'm gonna apply what I do know now and, uh, see what happens. So thanks for uh, taking the journey with me. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got some really good episodes coming up. And uh, yeah, like, follow, share, all of that. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.